Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Publishing Tips and Tricks Show, a series designed to give you insights into the world of self-publishing and marketing your books. I'm Ben Pick, and today we're doing an off-season episode. Shane and I are here along with some guests, or a guest in particular, and we're going to informally talk about Chris Fox's book, 5,000 Words Per Hour, and what we learned from our author journey in association with that book. Before our guests introduce themselves, or before our guests introduce himself, and we talk about the book. Shannon, do you have anything going on around when this will be posted? Yes. Uh, thank you, Ben. Um, as you guys may know, I'm Shannon. I write under the pen name of S.E. Houston. And we keep thinking of guests because we thought we might have some um, other people who will read with us today. But uh, we have just the wonderful guest that we're going to um, let him introduce himself in just a moment. But uh, April 15th is when this comes out. I have just sent off my first book of my next series, to my beta readers and it is Camp Nano. So I am trying to start the next book and I'm hoping that by the 15th, I'll be um, in a good place with that book because right now I'm having a hard time getting started. And I think it's because I'm still coming just off of finishing the last book. And I think there might be something sets for taking some time off, which um, Chris actually does talk about not burning out in this book. So I think that's gonna be important. Nice. And as for me, I don't have anything major going on. Obviously I do have my Weekly episodes of Writing to Write at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be approaching the end of my season, but it'll still be about three episodes off because I have something very big planned for that, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be talking about uh, creating the perfect hook and a wonderful example from an anime episode. I also, um, I'm working on my third book right now, but that is a long way away, so I don't even think I'll get out to alpha readers by the time this goes up. And I can say thus far that uh, Shannon, your book is wonderful. I'm 50 pages in for the beta read, so I'm really liking the read. And, oh, perfect. Hello. We do have another guest. <laughs> we do have another guest. So you are just in time, um, but you're going to get bumped for one second. So right. Martin, can you give an introduction for yourself? My name is Martin Lejeune. I am one half of the author team, Bradley Lejeune, responsible for the McMurdo Rift Space Opera series. Uh, and I'm very excited to be with you all to discuss this book. I believe it was Ben's pick. <laughs> we talked about that in our writing sprints this morning. He was going to say, is this Ben's pick? <laughs> it was. I mean, legit. I, I use this book. It was wonderful. And let's see. Uh, Martin, where can people find you? Uh, BradleyLejeune.com. Perfect. Natalie, how are you doing today? And what will you be up to at about the April 15th mark? My website is natalielogbooks.com, uh, where you can find some of my flashes. I have a monthly newsletter uh, through there, uh, where pretty much I just write about anything. It's writing-related all the ways, but also something that's been really moving me right now is, um, and you can find it on Flash Fiction Live, which is every Saturday um, at 8.30 uh, Eastern, with uh, either on my channel or Chandler Authors channel, where we... Uh, Arthur. I always say author, but yeah, close enough. Um, uh, where we are not only editing our previous drafted flashes, but also having this random flashes. The, the, the fact that you can get inspiration from anywhere. So close your eyes and pull your hand uh, in your junk drawer and see what you pull out and use that as inspiration. Uh, what dream did you have last night? write about it uh and even if you can't remember it artistic license so this inspiration anywhere type of pull and that's what i've really been enjoying and this is on your guys's youtube channels just to clarify for yes. those who are not YouTube. hearing us on youtube yeah 
Yep. Uh, I but I do have on my website links to all my social media of Twitch, YouTube, um, and uh, yeah. And when I say lock, by the way, that's with an e at the end. I almost said that too. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you. And now that we know about ourselves and our guests, let's talk about Chris Fox's book. 5,000 words per hour, write faster, write smarter. I, As Martin mentioned, I was the one who picked this book for this season's topic, our off-season's topic. And I did that when I was just starting to get really ramped up for writing my third book. And I noticed that I wasn't really writing as fast as I felt like I did during the previous two books um, that I wrote. I felt like I was kind of sluggish. I didn't Parts of it were really difficult to write and difficult to write consistently. And I kind of fell off, especially at the end of last year when I was trying to focus more on writing. I wasn't getting the word counts in. I wasn't writing consistently. And I felt like I was kind of failing in what I wanted to do. So that's why I chose the book. And I like to start with a part of an excerpt from the book. The fastest way to succeed as an author is to write more books. How do you do that with a day job, family, school, and all your other time commitments? The secret is efficiency. 5,000 words per hour will help you maximize your writing time by building effective habits that both measure and increase your writing speed. So that's a lot to unpack there. But essentially, if you write faster, you'll get more words down, you'll get more productive, and that will help you feel better about writing your story and that will in turn sort of feed its own um its own self in, in a way which makes you more excited to write so do you guys think the book delivered on what promised and what are your general thoughts about the book um yeah so i i think the book was very straight to the point and even in that last chapter where he talks about where he said i don't bring out a lot of my own story because that can make the book bigger so people look for that but he wanted to be straight to the point because how can you write faster if you can't get to the point of what you need on the information you need to be able to write faster. So um, I, I do I do think it was uh, it delivered on what it promised. Maybe I'd, I would have hoped that there were other methods because I don't think he gave a lot of different like different ideas. It was, here's what worked for me. Here's the plan for this one one method basically. So, but uh, yeah, I think it was it was really good to, to see another authors uh, and writers, um, their process. I read this um, about six years ago now originally. And I'd read a couple of other similar books like uh, Monica Leonelli's got uh, Write Faster, Write Better. She talks uh, similar things about tracking with spreadsheets and um, using dictation. Basically, all of those combined were pretty much a game changer for me um, from taking, oh, yeah, I want to be a writer. I'll do that every six months, I guess, maybe to, uh, you know, books published with my name on uh, now and in part it's through reading this book it is quite streamlined and you know there are bits it could go into more detail but uh you know if it works for you and it's not going to work for everyone and some people are just going to be angry about it because uh it doesn't suggest you know sitting around procrastinating thinking how special you are for your lovely writing but in terms of if you want to you know, have half a crack at building a publishing empire or whatever, it, uh, you know, does give you the foundations to set you off in the right direction, even if, uh, I don't know if anyone ever actually has hit 5,000 words per hour. And, uh, you know, we all know just how difficult it is to, uh, you know, turn an actual profit rising. But, you know, if you want to, this gives you information to uh, have the best crack at it. 
you know, I kind of piggyback off of that a little bit of the 5,000 goal lofty goal. And I think that's like the shock value of like, you could get here. I'm here. Um, but it, it talks of, it, it took him a long while to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just practice and, and I couldn't get to that point. Um, but I did like this idea of quality time, like not just, not this focus of, I wrote this today, but I wrote this today and it only took me this amount of time. And mm-hmm. it really helped me because when I read this, it was, I want to say last year, I could be blurring it. I don't know when I read it, but when I thought about it, it was in between Flash Fiction February, which is where you do one flash a day. And then uh, then I did Camp Flash, which is tied to Camp NaNoWriMo, where I did one flash a day again. And I had the data here, but that's just because I'm a numbers person. I love numbers. I love tracking. And during those months... Uh, the month of February and the month of July, there's a huge difference in my data when I started to quantify not just the number of words I was going, but how long it took me to get those words. I did much better with Camp Flash than I did with Flash Fiction February. So much better. And I don't, I have a feeling it's because I was thinking about this and thinking about um, where I would look at the prompt for the Flash and I just sit on it. And then write it later in the day. And that's kind of what the book, this book pushed me to do is just like, it's okay to think for a while. You don't have to look and immediately start typing. Think over it, plan it out a little, you know? Um, I know some people found it odd that I would do an outline for a flash fiction. I mean, we're talking something in some circles, it's under 1500 words, others it's under a thousand words, but I also had 10 words that I was trying to include in the story. So it was more of snapshots of how to include those words, but it was giving that time was better because I was able to think over what am I going to write about? And my quality quality. I feel like I started calculating words per minute is what it came down to. Even though I know he does words per hour, words per five minutes but that's what worked for me and I was able to fill my goal because my goal was to finish a flash instead of set a timer because I don't like to finish something in the middle I like to square it away though he did have an argument of um you know end it that way you got something to look forward to the next time you write yeah and I think that when he he was talking about that uh figure out how many um, words per hour you write right he's talked about starting at that five minute increment and then growing and going from there and it's not something I've ever done, even though I'm like on the Camp Nano website, it used to tell you your words per hour on there. But um, I think what he suggested makes a whole lot of sense where if you you make sure you turn off your Wi-Fi, you, you, you make sure you tell everybody around you for this one hour, I'm going to be busy. Do not interrupt. And he was all about, you know, don't, you know, have a, that that time period, no interruptions, sit down and you only write, you don't edit or whatever. And this, and then you track it, you track every single detail so you can see what, what you're doing and how much you're writing. And this isn't something that I've really put a lot of thought into. I just would write, but I, at the beginning of this year, for those who have listened to the podcast before, you'll know that I want to um, add more writing time back into my schedule. And I was doing this, but I'm doing this by trying to write an average of 20 hours a week. And it's just an average, whether, whether, you know, some weeks more, some weeks less. 
Um, and so far, I'm meeting that that goal. And I have been tracking. I track it by when do I start writing? When do I stop writing? So I track the end and start time. I track what am I actually writing? So I'm already tracking. Is it a draft or is it revision? Is it um, brainstorming? That kind of stuff. And, and then I also put what project I'm working on, which he had a spreadsheet link in the book that you could click on. And that's still viable that had a lot of that same information. So I was like, oh, I'm on the right path. I'm doing the, this thing this year. So it, it was kind of cool seeing that. Yeah, that's incredible. 20 hours a week is not something that's easy to achieve. Um, I manage maybe four hours on average per week. So that's eight different 30 minute sprints that I just get down in the basement, close the door. My writing laptop doesn't have Wi-Fi on it or I keep it in airplane mode. And I just, you know, I, I write usually just before dinner or on the weekends, it's a little bit more flexible, but that's that 30 minute time period where I can know that I'm going to write. So I get in the mindset to do so. And then it, like what Natalie said, where I'm, I know what I want to write that night. I know what section I'm looking for. And that helps me kind of think the entire day about what I want to get, what words I want to get down. And then I just sort of take off from there. So I am very far away from that 5,000 mark, but I'm still averaging about 1,000 or 1,100. And that's, you know, pretty good for me for, for a half hour sprint. So now do you dictate, like he, he mentions dictating to increase word count if you don't type fast. Everyone says that. Um, I mean, I, I'm typing reasonably fast. It's just yeah. the ideas don't flow faster than that for me. Gotcha. And I, I've tried to, I dictated my entire last draft for my, for this novel that I just finished. So now I'm writing revisions and edits and stuff like that. And there were some places where I added like big, you know, more paragraphs to add to the scene. All, most of those I did by, you know, typing, but I'm a slow typer. I type like 40 words a, ma- um, a minute, 40 words a minute. Okay. And I have tried different typing tests and things like that to increase. And I don't increase. So dictation would be the only way that I can get better. And he mentions that in the book too. Like if you have the time to develop your typing skills, then do it. But if you don't, or if your skills are not increasing, um, then dictation might be a a valid method for people. Another option, and this is just me spitballing off the wall, is that what if, um, if you have the chance is learn how to be a, um, like not get certified, but just learn the process for those court reporters in the shorthand oh, they do shorthand. and then that you could play that into your story now it probably won't work perfectly if it's a fantasy and you have things that don't exist <laughs> new names and stuff but that's just an idea like there's so many things online that if you teach yourself a new shorthand that's your draft and then editing you can spell out everything properly but it will at least get the information down and editing you will spell and get it proper i know that's more to edit and some people fear that but well, it's you, just another option you dictate you kind of have to edit a lot more too so yeah true and i i do like the idea of diction it's just and anyone on the podcast uh you, you're not going to see this but if you were ever watching a video of this you would see me talking with both of my kids this whole time thank god for the mute button i'm eating <laughs> i'm getting things done like this is my life there is i i can't shut myself away like right now my husband's not home so i'm the adult there's no one more adult than me right now well, just <laughs> um, get a dog the dog will watch the kids the kids will watch the dog i, I got two dogs sad. um and they do watch the kids actually the youngest now i finally got him set up he's on the phone with grandma she's so she's babysitting virtually for me 
<laughs> but uh, either way, the other one, she's close enough to a teenager. She's fine. But I that interruptions, the book talked about that, but mm -hmm. it's artistic license. Change what you need to change. The book also talked about writing early in the morning, and Ben and I just said we kind of like to think about it throughout the day and mull it over mm -hmm. and then write it, you know? I'm also a masochist who likes to run first thing in the morning. So that kind of <laughs> goes run, then work, You're then the walk guy. the dog, then, then, uh, right. I'm kind of the same. Um, I haven't taken the, uh, the Clifton strengths test that Becca Syme talks about intellect is in my high five and intellect, uh, people who have high intellect, they like to think things through and take the information in and think it through before they actually make a choice. So I'm the, I'm the same way. And I do a lot of visualizing. So I don't, I don't know you know, how that works exactly other than, you know, he said, start with five minute increments, sit down and, you know, maybe write something about what you think you're going to write about and then, then write and don't stop yourself. And maybe it won't be what you wanted, but that would be one way to increase your productivity. And I don't, I don't know if that would eventually train the brain to get you to intellect faster. Cause that's what Becca Sam calls it, you know, when a person intellects, they intellect, you know, they're thinking about it, they're intellecting. So <laughs> I know doing flashes has really helped me, um, especially doing flash fiction February camp flash. It's that, yes, I know he pushes to write every day, which I can do for a month, but I, I can't do that continuously. I, even though it's a flash fiction, it's still like 20 minutes that I'm not with my family. And I just, I am horrible with scheduling and I care about my sleep, so I can't do it while they're asleep either. So, <laughs> but I do like the focus that flash fiction does where it's a, here's a finished product like and if you're drafting it's you just push push it out there you don't have to think of it being perfect or think of it right and when you kind of have a range so you're not getting to fixated on getting to a word count but you get a nice little close sometimes at the end a good finishing point i'm always going to talk about flash fiction that's just me <laughs> these days go for it for anybody who doesn't know i've drafted over 269 flashes you know, I think something that um, if we forgot to say was, by the way, that who, you know, Martin and Lejeune is here with us. And he has been on the podcast before for those who have been a listener since the beginning of the podcast. I just wanted to to point that out, that he is one half of Bradley Lejeune. He did say that, but I don't know if people realize that he has been here on the podcast before. So I just want, want to point that out. Yeah, I have not, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy. No, to we, we must have. Are you sure? I, I could have sworn that we interviewed you. Eh, whatever. I Sorry. I haven't done anything great to be interviewed for. Like, I was going to say, I mean, have you published? I don't, I don't... I'm not published. Okay, so there I, you go. I thought we brought you, fair enough. I thought, I thought that we brought you on for, for um, Flash Vision. But anyways, yeah. so in the book, Chris Fox talks about the benefits of free writing, which is essentially our, our expert right here. That is essentially your, your Flash Fiction, as you've done, repeated over and over and over again. So have you noticed that your writing speed increased from when you first started to now and how quickly you're able to generate new ideas essentially on the fly. I mean, you, you you talked about prepping a little bit for those flash fictions, but it's, you know, here's a topic, here's 10 words, create a story. A hundred percent. It's gotten better. Uh, I And so this is where I would like to make the argument against writing every day. Yes, I did sprints and stuff of the month long flashes of flash every day, but I feel I've gotten so much better. I've noticed it even when I'm brainstorming with people and I'm like, well, what's the conflict? What about the character doing this? And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Like I am very, and I feel braggadocious about it, but I am very quick to be like, 
what if and now and it's because all these prompts send me a different direction i've written in genres i never thought i'd write it i wrote about i even pushed myself to write about fantasy which is actually really hard in a flash because you're trying to create a world that doesn't exist while keeping within the word count and having the something thought-provoking so i focused on urban fantasy but i've written romance i've written death horror i've written even um like a mafia thing and it's all it's it, i feel like it's prepped me those flash fiction prompts from that i use the book not to promote other stuff but i kind of have to give it credit because i didn't have it but it's called write the story it's got 200 flash prompts in it, in it published by piccadilly and it was published in like 2018 there's 200 prompts in there so i did that and then I've started doing these random prompts where now a random prompt is no problem whatsoever. I, I feel I've become like a brainstorming guru now. And it's because I've trained my brain to always think, what if? Chris says, write every day and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Bodybuilders don't yeah. work out every day. You he, need rest. He did say something about taking a break though, because he burnt out, but he didn't go into detail what that meant. Like what, what kind of break did he take and what did that look like? He didn't say. Yeah, I took that to mean where if he, you know, finished a book or something like that, you know, he took some time off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's what I did. Which and... I, I don't like that idea. To me, that's a constant sprint. Like, you can't go until this is done. And as authors, sometimes we don't know when it's done. So what, what do you think, Martin? How, how does it work for you? Are you able to just start writing, like he said, you know, just sit down, just start writing? Or how does it work for you? Uh, I tend to um, have really detailed outlines and then break that down into like a more detailed scene outline when i am on a project i do find generating ideas becomes much more self-generating and a lot less pulling teeth but i find when i finish a project i'm really bad at just going uh oh great have two weeks off and then it's six months later and it's <laughs> yep. like it's really it's really difficult to write every day when you need an outline and that can take you know longer than a day when i first read the book i did sit down and i tried to write every day and i tried to write uh free write and i came up with some really you know surrealistic ideas i got to about yeah 30 days in and i had a job in spain so i had to go to an airport in london which took about four hours and then fly to spain and whatnot and i woke up the next day just going oh, i didn't write anything yesterday i failed and <laughs> lamented i told one of my writer friends who were just in awe that I'd managed to keep the streak going as long as I had. Um, but I'm like, no, I'm terrible. And they're just like, that's amazing you did it. I'm like, don't be ridiculous. I'm a failure. Which, of course, you're not. Because we. I don't feel that you have to write every day to be a writer. I don't even think you have to write like every month to be a writer. That's, I was gonna say, that's what I feel. Yeah, I've heard of people who basically once a month, they sequester themselves for a weekend and they just sit there and write. And then the rest of the month, they aren't really doing any writing. Like life gets in the way, work, whatever, family you know, all other writing distractions that are you living your life. And so, you know, you write when you can. And yes, striving to write every day is a wonderful goal. But you shouldn't beat yourself up if you, you know, miss one day, especially, or if you let that one day spiral out and do a couple of days a week, whatever, take the time off you need to get back in that headspace. And then when you're I ready, just week. go back to, huh? I, I find a week? a week is a much more reliable timescale rather than, right. you know, hit so many words a week rather than so many words a day. It just gives you much, so much more freedom to, you know, mm -hmm. not write for a bit without the panic having to set in. Uh, but I love all the stuff about keeping data and tracking mm -hmm. everything, you know, I, because you figure out how long, 
you know, how many words you get down in a minute. You figure out how many minutes you need to write a thousand words. And I find I just sit there with a calculator going, well, if I have X sprints, then I can write Y words. You know, if I have this long, I can write a book. And it's like, but that that doesn't seem that long at all. Um, <laughs> and it just makes productivity so much more achievable. And I find it quite funny. People seem quite resistant to the idea of writing quickly. And it's not necessarily writing quickly as dedicating more time to it. I mean, the way I see it, you either dedicate more time to it or you learn how to write quicker. And both, you know, are achievable to a certain extent. And if you do both, you will find your productivity skyrockets. Once you kind of know how long you need and you can plan it. But I was writing this book, actually. Uh, He said, holding up the McMurdo Triangle, book two of the McMurdo Rift series. I knocked that out in about four weeks then book three i picked up a couple of weeks later and was having some uh, health issues and i spent about probably eight or ten weeks on that one um because of that it was so much harder because you're suddenly you know you're not thinking what you were writing two days ago you're thinking what you were writing weeks ago you know you've completely forgotten it's so much easier to stay on top of your story if you're moving quickly i like to piggyback off of what martin said when he said there's this idea of negativity attached to writing fast this is something that chris fox did talk about and i actually pulled this out to to read it because i think this is so important it it put it into words that i had never thought of how to do it before which is he says writing fast is not bad the faster you crank out words the more times you can iterate each iteration teaches you something new about writing and you will improve far far more quickly than the guy who tinkers with every word and only cranks out a novel once every three years writing quickly and completing projects teaches you parts of the craft that can only be learned through experience right and i thought that was interesting and i'm definitely guilty of was- that cranking one book out every three years or something along those lines <laughs> because my first book took me 10 years my second book took me like three I'm trying to get this next one out in maybe two, one year, if I can. Um, I'm nowhere near the four-month turnaround that that Martin has uh, achieved, which is fantastic. Yeah, bravo on that. I'm I'm at fast draft, and now I'm editing, but mm-hmm. like life happens, it's fine. And yeah, um, I know for me, when it comes to scheduling expectations, so when I set my monthly like budget for money and stuff, my budget is based off if every bill was the highest that it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Whereas on my writing estimation, I am estimating three times what I expect it will take. I'm giving myself a lot of leeway there because I get interrupted. I got kids. I got animals. I, you know, there's, no. I got a full-time job outside of writing and such. I need sleep. I get sick. You know, all these other things. I think it was uh, Dean Wesley Smith who talked about when drugstores in the 1960s started selling paperbacks on carousels. It changed the industry entirely uh, because before then it was all about story magazines and you know, authors would sell as many short stories to as many publications as they can. You get authors like Robert Heinlein uh, just cranking out these pulp stories, getting paid per word, and suddenly publishers are wanting everyone to publish novels, and they don't want the authors competing with themselves. They only want them putting out one novel a year. You get this idea that if you're doing more than that, you're being crass and you're being cheap and you're being low quality, when actually the tradition before that was write as much as you can as quickly as you can and um one can't make the argument that not all of that was crap but um 
the idea that it all was is equally flawed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Stephen King goes away for a weekend and comes back with a 60, 100,000 word book. So, you know. I do think there's something to be said, though, that as you become more experienced, like Natalie said with her flash fiction, that she it's really helped. She's gotten faster and faster with it. So I think that the more you do, the more you become experienced, the more you're going to complete, the faster you can complete. So which is something to be said to trying to write more consistently, if not every day. But, you know, try to be more consistent writing so that you can get better. Yeah. Giving yourself a chance. I will say I've watched a few uh, interviews with Stephen King. Stephen King doesn't write down anything. He said good stories yeah. are the ones that just stick with yeah. you. So he he's may be able to knock out a story on a weekend, but he's been mulling that story over for right. and doing the preparation that we talked about that writing fast gives you is like think it over and know what you're going to write. And he says he, he doesn't know where it will end, but he knows the big points like he's still pantser he doesn't know the tiny details exactly but it's just a concept or something that sticks with them and he believes short stories and and such are the important aspect of writing that so many authors just focus on novels and that's it he goes no 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 this is important too mm -hmm. to help hone skills and such how about in terms of metrics and setting goals and tracking our progress so that was one of the key emphasis within the book itself and chris fox actually included like a spreadsheet and he had all these well at the time that this was published there was apparently an app that that worked with the with ios that we could download and help create our own process um track how many words we're writing all that all that fun stuff i mean do you all how well do you all track your own progress how well do you track the the words per writing sprint and have you seen an improvement well, I just start tracking mine at the beginning of the year and I, I did talk about it a little bit already. So I'll, I'll let the, these two explain. Yeah, I had a uh, spreadsheet I found on Reddit, which I used to track my writing sessions and uh, just, just put out what time of day it is when you start, what words you have at the start and the finish. And uh, it throws all the data at you. And then I added in a line so I could break it down into words per minute rather than words per hour because I find that a you know, not as good to begin with. I was trying to like get as fast as I can and I found certain things worked. But after a certain point, I had sessions where I had done a full day in the office, was completely exhausted. And I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna get any decent speed here. Come back and found that actually I did go really quickly. And then days where I was really buzzing to get started and then wasn't actually, you know, my fastest you do get diminishing returns if you're really trying to get every second out rather than a kind of ballpark figure, you know, and like, I don't know how much of that is dictation versus typing. Dictation just is night and day fast. And like, you lose a bit of time cleaning it up, but you, you, you clean up your text anyway, guys. So it's not all that different. I think usually I get between three and a half thousand and four thousand words an hour, but obviously, you know, going in about 20 minute sprints, Still, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, you know, 5K now would be nice, but it wouldn't be, you know, it's not worth pushing beyond that if you've got something that works and it isn't, you know, too straining. You know, I find I can do about 3,000 words a day without really feeling like I've gone above and beyond. And, you know, if I push myself and get 4,000, I have done 5,000 words in a day, but like the way I break everything down into scene, out, scene outlines that there, becomes 
you know, a much bigger job rather than if you're doing two or three sprints a day. So it's like I did uh, in NaNoWriMo last year. I managed to hit 50K. I think it was uh, 18 days. Yeah, I brought up my spreadsheet that I, that I made based based on reading this book. I created my own spreadsheet. So we got the day, the approximate time, the duration, the words written, uh, the, the type. So what I did, uh, whether that was writing, just writing my book, editing, outlining a script for, for writing to write or, you know, working on something else. And then I include here my well-being as well as, you know, general notes and, and words per hour and all that other stuff. But the well-being one is really important because, you know, if I put down tired, I can see a direct decrease in the number of number of words per hour. So I can see really well, one, how much time I'm devoting to writing and two, how well it's actually working. I strongly recommend getting and tracking your own details and figuring out what works best for you. Because I can see, you know, if I write at different times, I can see exactly whether that goes up or down. I can see, you know, everything. And obviously, I can't always write, you know, during the middle of the day on the afternoon. I usually do that on a Saturday. So it might also be the fact that I'm more relaxed and I'm just ready to write as opposed to writing before dinner where I'm kind of, I have 30 minutes, that's all I get. And I got to just write. And so whatever happens, happens. So I can sort of see a different um, uh, different amount of words per hour based on day, based on time of the day and whether or not I'm successful in meeting those goals. So. Yeah. Everyone's already stated the importance of tracking your data. I, my first data was really just me being curious because I had a story that was stuck in my head for five years. And in 28 days, I wrote over 67,000 words to complete it. And since then I've edited it like three or four times, uh, still not published ready. That was only tracking how much I did a day. And I did notice weekends big up because I wasn't working <laughs> um, and such. Uh, but it was a really good like reflection to see how far I've come. Then with flash fiction doing that focus of where I set this goal of I was shooting for a year, but it ended up being a year and two months of I wanted 250 flash fictions. And I got there and I was very happy. And through those, I realized actually now going through editing, I realized how far I come because at the beginning of writing the flashes as um Chandra and I are editing, we were changing a lot, but now we're, it's not changing the story as much. It's, we need more, give the space more, give the, and I had this aversion to the word said and stuff. So that's the focus, but I will say the capture everything every day, your data. I, I like the, include your emotions, how you felt that day, uh, include the time, the words, but don't look at the data every day. Just like getting on a scale, don't look at it every day. But review back maybe a month or a week at a time, at no less than a week at a time. But that will give you your track record and you'll see improvement. And that will make you feel better mm -hmm. as well if you, as long as you don't analyze it every day. And, and I use dictation um, for, I, I mentioned I used dictation for this last novel. And when I wrote the first draft, I did it in one weekend, 23,000 words with 18,000 in one day. But <laughs> I did have to edit it quite a bit because, and, and I ended up thinking maybe, I think I used maybe a third, maybe a quarter of those chapters and then rewrote for another draft. And so I do think there's something to be said that I think as you get better as a writer, you know, you won't do as much of that. You won't have to throw out as much. And Chris Fox, he actually did talk about that too. And he says he tries not to agonize over what he's writing right now 
because he could go and try and edit and everything and then then find out later oh well i don't really need that scene it doesn't advance the plot or whatever i have his words here but i don't think those are exact words i think what he said when you complete your manuscript there's every possibility that the entire chapter you're about to write could be cut or rewritten from scratch if you spend all the time agonizing over specific words or correcting grammar and spelling then that's completely wasted time when I was pregnant with my daughter, my husband and I got into a fight of whether she would buy her first car or not. I was pregnant. We didn't know her, whether she was going to be a girl or a boy when she was born. I could have taken Chris Fox's words at that point. Hmm. <laughs> it's probably not going to matter. Yeah. So we have just under 10 minutes left, and I wanted to try and squeeze in two more questions. But I did want to say that as I'm tracking my metrics in there, I tracked you know, a 30 minute sprint of writing. And then I would also have a subsequent sprint, usually just before I go to bed of another 30 minutes where I would try and edit that same work. So I kind of use that to steamroll um, everything. So Chris Fox makes it a point to not only write quickly, but to write well. So how do we write at this speed, at this pace every day, if we can, without sacrificing on quality? Kind of an open-ended question right there. So whoever wants to take it Practice, first, go for it. really. Like yeah, my writing, like I said, that doing the flash at the beginning, I was making changes because I just completely messed up. But as my flash is like now I'm in, uh, we labeled it as episodes. I'm editing like episode 50 and I'm more increasing like, all right, what's the space like? And I know my later flashes, I'm showing the space more than I am in episode 50. So at episode like 177, I'm doing a lot better. And so the things that I'm having to change are smaller. So really practice. Practice. Uh, giving yourself permission to be bad at first, to just get it out there and then try and try and try. I tend to fall into this trap of the first things I wrote were screenplays. And I'll just, if I'm not careful, end up doing dialogue. Some scenes I kind of shrug and... Uh, you know, figure out, you know, there's harder things to have to fix later, but I try and push back any dialogue as late as I can and focus on the details and describe, uh, you know, as much as I can and texture of it and the feel of it to just push back having conversations or I'll look at, you know, the books behind me. You don't often actually get like dialogue tag said person one dialogue tag said person two you know it will be like blah 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 he said handing over the mug of steaming coffee oh right they replied you know and that kind of thing to a bit of action happening keep the detail coming at the reader and I, I think this can go back to like his last chapter uh, uh, chris fox's last chapter in the book which is mindset is everything so you have to have the mindset there. You have to believe in yourself and making that decision to do what you want to do to, to reach the goals that you have for yourself. Well, with that all in mind, but we can tie this back to our regular SBTT episodes. What strategy did Chris Fox suggest in his book that was the best tip or trick that we learned from 5,000 words per hour? Uh, for me, it was the key to, to tracking everything. And, and so it's not like I, I learned it brand new, but it, it reinforced that what I started doing for myself was on the right track. Um, dictation and just realizing that I can have a bit of a bit of an easy ride if I put the practice in and uh, get the techniques down. Yeah, initially, I, I was terrible at selling and like anything I wrote, that was always called out from. And my first thought was, oh, yeah, if, if I can do this, I'll never have to, never have to worry about that again which turned out not to be the point, to be the case. For me, I really liked where he's like, start small, bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. And I feel like by getting better there, you can expand it more. And um, especially being a flash fiction writer, I I like small. 
contained and it's easy to fine tune that before expanding, um, which is probably why I'm enjoying my flashes more than the two manuscripts I wrote. <laughs> well, you all took or put down wonderful answers and kind of stole, uh, stole my thunder because metrics are important. Having that sanctuary is important, writing every day, or at least trying to is important. But I would say, honestly, the biggest difference between me as a writer now and five years ago is finding supportive friends because, you know, I had metrics I, I didn't really track anything you know five years ago but having just a core group like you all keeps me honest keeps me wanting to write and keeps me wanting to be consistent so that i can have something to somebody to look up to and to say you know martin is writing three thousand words per per day and i want to strive to be like that you know i want to hold myself up to the same standards as other writers in this community and so i want to just thank all of you because i mean like i said that's the biggest difference between me five years ago who didn't really know too many author friends and now i was really surprised looking back through the um book uh they talk about uh having a community and having uh, the social aspect which you know, I, I don't think you really got streaming prints like you do now uh, mm -hmm. when this book was published. There's an entire spreadsheet of all the um, sprints that are going on at any day. Yeah, I'm talking about the sprints on YouTube. Go, yeah, you, you just need to go to Shannon's channel. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, just having, like Ben says, having someone else doing it, not get competitive with, but are in the trenches with you. And it's not just you doing that. That um, is beyond motivating. It really is. Camaraderie. Yep. Exactly. Well, I want to say thank you. Thank you to our wonderful guests, Natalie and Martin and Shannon, obviously, as well. This was great to talk about. Great to share our thoughts on this how-to book for writing or how to improve our writing speeds. This was a wonderful chat and I'm really glad that I got to get all of your insights about a book that we all sort of read and collaborated on our thoughts about. We had nothing to do with the book itself. Sorry, I didn't want to use collaborate, but um, <laughs> we shared our thoughts on the book and we talked about how it helped us improve our writing. So links to all of our guests are in the show notes for the podcast and in the description box for YouTube. Also, you'll find the link to Chris Fox's newsletter. If you sign up there, you can get a free copy of the book we talked about today. And thank you so much to our listeners and viewers. We should have one more, if not two more off-season episodes between season three of the podcast, which starts July 1st. And goodbye for now. Bye.